0: Hey everyone, welcome to day two uh, of our morning prayers here at Easton Fellowship on Facebook Live. We are also at the same time, uh, we are recording this audio and we're going to try to strip it out and we're going to turn it into a podcast as well so that people have the ability uh, to listen to that and they don't have to be on um yeah, they don't have to be on Facebook Live to do it. Obviously, there are going to be replays of this as well that you can you can join in on. Um, the other thing to know is we are also trying to figure out a caption option where we can put captions on it. We've gotten some requests from folks if uh, we could figure out how to do that. That would be helpful. Um, so, you know, this is day two. We're figuring it out as we go. Uh, we are, every day, we're getting together here at 8.30 in the morning on Facebook Live. You can see I'm wearing a hat. That means I have probably not showered yet, and there you go. Um, Hey, we are going to be coming from the Moravian Daily Text. I just put it into the comment section. You can subscribe to that. Um, The thing that is interesting about what it is that we're doing with these daily texts as we're walking through this together is we we are forcing ourselves to not say, what is the scripture passage that I want to hear in this moment? The thing that we are saying is, what is the passage that has been um, in some ways like pre for me to read at this particular moment in time and so the way that a lot of these like liturgical texts work is that for centuries actually they have been laid out and so there have been people for hundreds of years who have been reading it in the same pattern that we are currently reading um, and yesterday we were in matthew 24 we're still in matthew 24. Um, and the passage that we read yesterday and the passage that we're going to read today is about the end of the world. And so that was not planned. That is uh, just, that's the pattern of the scripture as it's coming to us. And so I think one of the things that we are allowing the scriptures to do um, is that we are we are reading them, we're absorbing them, and we're asking what it is that God wants to say from the scriptures, um, regardless of like what what, what uh, pattern it is that we're taking it in. It's like, all right, this is the scripture passage for today. What is the good news for me um, if, if Christ is who he said he was? And if we're found in Christ, what's the good news out of this text? Um, so yesterday we talked about how there was a group of people um, that Jesus was giving a prophetic word to, and he was talking about how all of uh, the world was going to be coming to an end for these people. And so that's a prophetic word in many ways yesterday for people, uh, who are going to be in Jerusalem during a time of rebellion 30 years later Jerusalem is going to be destroyed the temple is going to be destroyed the rebellion in 67 ad is going to be out in the middle of the desert in this place called Masada and everyone's going to be killed um, and Jesus is giving like an apocalyptic picture of what the future for this group of people is going to be but one of the things that we talked about yesterday with apocalyptic literature is that it's this mashup of um, in 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 the time that we find ourselves in, it's, it's someone talking about the present, the near to medium term future, and the end of time itself, all put into one picture. Um, and so it's, it can be sometimes difficult to untangle that, because it isn't just talking about one time, it's talking about a number of different times smashed together. Um, and there's like lots of doom and gloom language uh, with apocalyptic literature. And so Jesus is now shifting, we're going to be in Matthew 24, we're picking up with verse 36. Jesus is shifting and he's starting to talk about the end of the world and what's going to happen. And he's talking about, um, there's going to be a time when, when I'm going to come back and I'm going to come and call all of the sons and daughters of God to myself. And the whole world is going to be put back together. And of course, if you're sitting there, you're probably wondering, and if, if, if Jesus is going to allow questions, he's probably going, someone, someone's going to pop up and be like, okay, great. When is that happening? Jesus?" Like when will you, when will be that? Is that like next year? Um, you you can see in the early church one of the things that they they thought for probably the first twenty or thirty years, and you see this in the uh, the letters in to the uh, the church in Thessalonica, is they really thought it was going to be like in that like in their lifetime Jesus was going to come back, and we recognize two thousand years later we're still here, uh, and so this is what it is that Jesus says uh, to this group of people. Uh, We're going to pick up. This is uh, primarily to his disciples in verse 36. He says, No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man two men will be in a field one will be taken on the other and the other left two women will be grinding with a handmill one will be taken and the other left therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your lord will come but understand this if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into so you must also be ready so if you're going to if you're going to underline anything today uh, it's going to be verse 44 and it's going to be those two words be ready so you must also be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him um, so the the question that I think um, we're, we're left to ask with today is this when it feels like the end of the world is here like when when it, when it feels like and I'm not saying like the with the, with the pandemic or experience that it feels like the end of the world. Um, but I do think we had our, we had our house church last night. and one of the I think one of the common themes, one of the common threads that you saw from like in our house church last night was a, a group of people, like the, the big word that was used over and over again was like a roller coaster. Um, th- there were moments where like it feels like everything's gonna be okay. and then there were moments where we have an experience of something, we find something out. Um, we realize for the first time how life is, how dramatically life is going to change. And it's like we, we, we crater down. Um, and there, there are ways in which this roller coaster experience can leave us feeling really, really shaken. Um, and, and while this may not necessarily feel entirely like the end of the world, we are talking about a group of people who, um, in, in Jesus' time, was going to experience something that definitely was going to be like that. And so the question that, that we have to ask in a world where we're all finding a new normal, is when it feels like the end of the world. What do you do? When you feel like it is the end of the world, or things are dramatically changing, or there's such upheaval, it doesn't feel like you can absorb it all at once. What do you do? Um, and, and I think that the thing that that we have to we have to wrestle with with that is um, that the Bible is actually pretty clear about what it is that we should do. Um, because I think there is an invitation. Um, That like the darker parts of us and our sin nature kind of calls to us, um, and it is that not knowing how things are going to end breeds anxiety. That's really what it does. So if you think about one of the thing that uh, one of the classic mistakes that we make is that we can pitch to one side or to the other. So with C.S. Lewis, the thing that he said, he's like when we talk about like the existence of an enemy and we talk about the existence of the devil, you can people tend to go one of two ways. It's either there, like the devil doesn't exist or there is a there's like a demon on every corner And I think in this passage what we're what we're looking at where people can can talk about like, okay Well, when is Jesus going to come back? When is everything going to be put back together? When is it going to happen and Jesus says like you're you're not gonna know I don't even know the angels don't know only the father knows there there's there's two ways that we can exist in this like time of turmoil one is that, like, Jesus is never going to come back. And on the other side, the other ditch would be, like, it's here, we're at the end of the world, everything is, like, and it actually, like, we don't know. The scriptures just say we aren't going to know. But the, the, the thing that, like, I think that Jesus underlines over and over again is, like, the, the way that worry and anxiety breeds, like, a disease, like a pandemic of its own in our own life. And the not knowing can be this thing that tips us into anxiety about what it is that we're what it is that we're experiencing and so going back to our question like when it feels like the end of the world what do you do? Um, I think the, the word that we're given is in verse 44 it says so you must also be ready because the Son of God will come at an hour when you do not expect him so it's in some ways it's you are you are living a life in such a way as if the Son of God will come back right now. And You're living a life in such a way at the exact same time That you are living so faithfully that it wouldn't matter that the Son of God didn't come back at the same time And there's this thing that we we have to learn to live into of the tension of that where not knowing um, Actually allows us to step into a kind of grace every single day of living on words that Jesus has already said so yesterday the, the, the passage that we read, um, the final verse was verse 35 of Matthew uh, 24. And it says this, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. There are, there are, there are um, I think, the things that we are sometimes looking for in times of crisis and in times of upheaval is a new word from God. And there's nothing wrong with wanting that. But the thing that we have to recognize is that oftentimes the things that we need the most in times of crisis and upheaval, when it feels like the world might be coming to an end at this passage, isn't a new word. What we need is the oldest word. What we need is this thing that is going to be a foundation where it's saying like, it will never pass away. And so the, the thing that we have to ask when we feel like the world is about to end, what are we gonna do? What does it look like for us to be ready? Um, is we actually go back to the word itself that word that will never pass away, and we ask it, and we say, "Okay, Lord, like, what am I called to do? How do how do I live?" Uh, and when I was thinking about this that this morning, there are two passages that jumped out that I think are that can serve as like grounding points, as foundations for us. Um, the first is from Deuteronomy chapter six. It's one of the most um, important passages uh, for the Jewish people. It is one of the most, and thus one, one of the most important passages for us. Um, as we are a group of people who spring from from that faith, um, and it's called the Shema. and it's a, it's a passage you've probably he- heard before, but it's like, hero Israel, the Lord your God is one. This is what you need to do. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength and all of your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. So that, that's the that's the first one that really jumped out to me today. The, this idea of that the that we are called, to love God with all of who we are today. And we are called to then out of the overflow of that love everyone that we come in contact with physically or even like if, if we're just doing it online, like what does it look like to love them as God would love them today? That's, that's a grounding word for us today, a word that will never pass away and it teaches us how to be ready. The second thing that I, that I think about again is another very important passage of scripture for the Jewish people and thus an important passage for us. Uh, and that is probably for Easton Fellowship. It's one of our favorites. Um, and that would be Micah 6-8. Like we are, we are to, to be um, to walking in kindness. We are to be embracing um, mercy and showing mercy. And we are to be about the work of justice. So kindness, justice and mercy. Like w- what does it look like to be ready today in the midst of chaos? What does it look like to be ready today? In the midst of a time where it can feel like we're on this roller coaster ride. Well, the, the, the answer is like be kind, be about the work of mercy, and be about the work of justice. And if we can do that, then what it does is it allows us to live out the Shema well so that we would love the Lord our God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind. And the the reason that we that we really think about these things, these foundational texts. At moments like this, is, is again going back to the text, verse 36. No one knows about that day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Like we don't know. And so today, we have a. There are ways in which we have a choice. Um, we can choose um, to to give into the anxiety, to give into the roller coaster ride, to give into the worry and the fear that we experience. Which I, I don't want to. I don't want to mitigate or say small, is very, very real. Um, it, but that thing can serve as a kind of epidemic and pandemic on its own in our life. Um, or the thing that, that we can do when a crisis comes, um, the, the thing that we need more than anything else is, is something to bring us calm. And the thing that the, the, the Word does for us and the Holy Spirit in us does is it brings us a sense of calm and a sense of peace. And then from that place, that foundational place, we are then able to step from the crisis to the calm and then finally to a cause. Looking for a cause that we can give ourselves to. And so the cause for us, that foundational word for us, what does it look like for us to be ready, is that we would be kind, that we would be about the work of justice, and that we would be walking in the ways of mercy today with all of the people that we come in contact with physically, people that we come in contact with online, the people that the Lord brings to our mind that he wants us to reach out to. So the uh, the, the thing, again, that I want to I want to press us to is to say, like, there are times where we're like, we do not need a new word from the Lord. Um, the thing that we need in times of crisis, the things that we need in times of upheaval is to actually go to the oldest word, uh, and that is the word of God. And go back to what Jesus said yesterday, heaven and earth. Will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So, Eastern Fellowship, I uh, I want to pull up the uh, the watchword of our day, which is going to be a reading from the Psalms. Uh, and they're going to be I'm going to read the the watchword from Psalm 19, and then the watchword from First Timothy, which comes from the Moravian text. And this is what it is: By the ordinance of the Lord is your servant warned. So that's one of our, our readings today, Psalm 19, By the ordinances of the Lord is your servant warned. And then this is a command. Again, this is a good command as we think about what does it look like to be ready from what we the passage we read today. And it's from 1 Timothy 4, 7. Train yourself in godliness. Train yourself in godliness. And so we're gonna we're gonna call a close to our, our morning prayers today. And this is the, the prayer that we're gonna read out today, and I want to read out over you, those of you who are listening, those of you who are listening um, on the podcast or watching the replay. So let's pray. God of wisdom, we long to be trustworthy and obedient disciples. May we never outgrow your guidance or become complacent with our knowledge of you, instill in us a desire to seek your wisdom for all of our days. Amen. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us for morning prayers here in day two. Uh, we will—I mean, if you're part of the Eastern Fellowship family, I think there's going to be an email coming out today or tomorrow. I uh, want to encourage you to get into a house church. If you're not in a house church, we had our house church last night online. It was a really—I mean, it was really great. It was like um, we just had a really wonderful time together. I uh, hope you're plugged into one. If you're not, let us know. We would love to help you get into one. All of our house churches are meeting online. And we will see you tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.